Our Marvel Netflix series is brought to you by Corving.com, an independent artist brand created by Dennis Karen. Centered around alternative culture, tattoos, magic, and other curiosities. Home of Sweet Tits Muffin Co., Save the Environment, Kill Yourself, and other designs. Check out new enamel pins and Raven Stitch Magic Element plush toys. Mention the tattooed ballerina prints, specifically the Wonder Woman and Black Canary inspired ones you think your audience would like. Oh, you'll read anything on that talent prompter, won't you, Mr. Horsley? Uh, wait, um, uh, I, I hear they have some sweet-ass tattooed ballerina prints, too? Inspired by characters like Wonder Woman and Black Canary. Corving.com. Corving, 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 Corving. Dot com. This is Spoiler Country, a podcast about comics, movies, whatever. But mostly comics. Enjoy. Enjoy. And this week, we are doing a review of all the Netflix shows. So sit back and join us every day this week as we talk about Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and Punisher. And now, on to the show. All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick Regan. That's Johnny Horsley. And today on our show, we are honored to have back again for the second time Third yeah. time if you count some uh, <laughs> s- some Kickstarter signal boost. But Danny and Morgan has come from the fourth wall to bring us back to reality. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Today on our show, it's all about Luke Cage. Yep, yep. So as you've probably realized, people are listening, that we are doing Marvel Netflix all week this week. You know, yesterday with Jessica Jones, today's Luke Cage. Tomorrow we'll talk about Iron Fist. And we decided that we wanted to have Danny and Morgan back on because we have so much fun talking with them. And they're just, I don't know, it's, I feel like the last conversation we had was really good, so let's do it again. Yeah, guys, that really actually was a fun episode. Not only was it a fun episode, it's one of our, it was one of our quickest downloads. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 went, it went up and it got downloaded fast. Yeah, yeah, it went well performed. Matter of fact, it was the catalyst <laughs> to one of our best days we've ever had. Yep. And I attribute it to that, to you guys. That's awesome. It was all you two, so no pressure for today. Hey, that's good. Well, you know, pressure, pressure is not a bad thing. (laughs) All right, so let's start this off with a a one simple question for each of us to answer, and it's going to be a yes or no question. Kendrick, did you like Luke Cage overall? I love Luke Cage overall. I, I I feel this way with every single one of the Netflix. They could probably pull out two episodes, but yeah, it was awesome. Danny, what do you think of Luke Cage? Yes or no? Good or not? Um, yes and no. All right, we'll get we'll get to that, <laughs> Morgan. Yeah, I loved it, uh, but I think I think like Danny, uh, yes, and then there's some. Um, I mean, it's good and yeah. bad, everything. But I, overall, yes. I watched it way late. I loved it. Right. I mean, I have parts I can talk about that I didn't like, but I loved it overall. But I watched it way late after everybody had shit on it for being too urban, and I was like, because that's all I saw mm. on Facebook and Twitter. And then I saw it, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" It was I. I, I loved it. So, what does too urban mean? That's what I was wondering too. It, means, like, it means too black. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> too black. Yeah, but <laughs> it's about a black guy in Harlem. I mean, come on. That that's what? that's still too much. Well, it's not like they're in Ireland. <laughs> that's that still too, too black, black, guys. You guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every. Yeah, that's, that's still, too, still black. too black. If it was in Africa, it's still too black. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. my god. So. What were your what what did you like hey, about hey, the show? Hey, 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 just just oh. real quick. This just came out. I don't know if you guys know who this is, but Stephen Hawkins just died. Are you kidding? What? Me? No. Oh shit. Yeah, let's Google that real quick. I just got a text. 
saying Stephen Hawkins died. It's not another hoax. I hope not. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I man. hope it's a hoax. Stephen Hawkins dies at age sixty seventy six. Oh man, wow. that sucks. Aww. I mean, if you haven't had a chance, you guys, I don't know if you have, but a brief history of time changed the way I looked at the world. And it's amazing. You know, he talks about that's a great book. Yeah. And he the the documentary is him actually talking you know, doing the the book. And he talks about time mm-hmm. and the parallels and what it means for time travel and how that time, that can actually happen. Like we can we can travel into the future, but we can never go back into the past. And he gives examples of how that future travel could actually occur and what that would look like and what that would mean. And then shows the slowing of time near large objects like a pyramid and taking those uh, types of clocks that if you go up you know, up into the mountains and come back down, you can actually see the time of relativity and well, the relativity of time actually be displaced Mm -hmm. based on how far away you are from an object. So it's wait, what? Yeah. 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 So you can take an atomic clock. It's crazy, man. And you can start at the base and say you're at this time and then you can go to the top of the mountain and look and the, and the atomic clock, I'm not smart enough to, relay the exactly how the atomic clock works, okay? But it takes an exact measurement of time, and it will measure that time based on the distance of large objects. And because you are moving away from the Earth, you can literally see seconds taken off of time. It's 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 weird. Check out wow. The Brief History of Time if you haven't. So this is... You said it's a documentary or a book? It's both. It's both. both. So 9 o'clock Pacific Time... March fifteenth, Godspeed, Mr. Hawkins. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, crazy. I'll definitely find yeah. it because I'm a nerd. So I mean, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I'll sh- I'll send it to you guys and we'll put it in the show notes. All right. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Rest in power, uh, Mr. Stephen Hawkins. That's a, no, a sad right. thing. I know when I listen to uh, I listen to Star Talk every week, so I know Neil deGrasse Tyson be talking about. Neil deGrasse Tyson is the man, man. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I can listen to that guy him. all day long. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that was crazy. So back to uh, back to Luke Cage. Let's do this. So I think everybody liked it. We've established that the people that have complained that it was too urban is that it was actually just too black for them, which is crazy to me because I, when I watched it, I didn't get, I didn't feel like I was excluded. Uh, so I, I don't, mean, I don't really get it. And in, in too, in, in too, in too many cases, uh, it's not even about that. It's, it's, I. People are still getting used to seeing, uh, quote, diversity on screen. So, uh, you know, usually if there are a collection of black people in film of some sort, uh, it's either a complete black movie that is not mainstream. So people don't see it. So like, you know, the the early movies uh, that were black movies like Friday, uh, you know, Boys in the Hood. Um, those type of movies that were black movies made for black people, like weren't excluding white people, but they literally were just catering to the black community. Luke Cage, I think people, I think Luke, Luke Cage, because it's a Marvel thing, the people that have an issue with it are saying, yeah. "Well, <laughs> it's that it go, that's where the urban thing comes from," you know, because it's just like, "Well, this is not a this is Marvel. This isn't uh, I don't know, it, you know." I yeah. try to think of a, a good uh, way to to connect it you know like since it's marvel is supposed to be inherently white for the majority <laughs> you know what i'm saying so right, if you're gonna right. have, yeah no that's you know so so if you're gonna have right. a series that is 
all black, even though you know it's going to be all black, it can still be too black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that makes sense. I think I think I heard a um I heard a quote. It was something like, "When you're accustomed to privilege, um, the when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression, or something like that." Um, I don't know who said it, but I but I heard that the other day, and it's. You know, it's kind of like that thing right there when when you're kind of you, some for some people, it's not it's honestly not all people. It's not a lot of people. It's not the majority of, you know, um, Caucasian people that I've talked to. It's that small, um, loud, angry sect of people who say stuff like right. that. So and with the Internet, they have a bigger voice because mm-hmm. one person can yell as much as a thousand, you know? Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the show. I mean, it's like, um. You know, I I enjoyed the first half yeah. of it anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if y'all want to get into I don't know if y'all want to get into what we liked or what we yeah, didn't yeah, like. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, what what was when you sat and you watched it and it starts off, you know, it, it's 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 a slow burn through the whole thing. Really, that's if I had anything, I thought there should have been a little bit more action. Mm-hmm. Like it was few and far between to me, but yeah. you know, and then but I've said this about all the Netflix shows; they could probably do with that about two episodes yeah. it's just they, um, long in the tooth. i just hate that they i hate that what they did in the middle of the season i wish Cottonmouth would have uh would have stuck stuck around the whole the whole show but i liked i liked all of the characters like being introduced to pop and you know um shades really was shades was, was awesome who, i love shades yeah shades was dope shades shades really stuck out to me yeah. i'm glad you know he was he was really sneaky and you know he had the even though he didn't have a super like a villain costume him and those shades just kind of was like you know his uh his thing that made him stick out from everything everybody and then of course mariah was you know i, I love her in anything so man she it's like, was tough yeah <laughs> she was tough and i and i like how they explored her backstory and her and um her and diamond back and and uh misty knight you know it i mean a lot of it was great you know to start off with it just you know kind of took a turn for me when they you know that mid-season thing where they gotta come in with a new villain and i i just it just i hated it so bad after that it made me almost want to quit watching the show oh wow (laughs) yeah that's kind of a trope of the marvel netflix shows too where they come in mid-season with the exception of jessica jones they kind of come in mid-season and change the villain on you like they've all they've all kind of done that well i think they're trying to show an arcing villain that doesn't always work Right, right. You know, so, so Johnny, maybe you can give us a breakdown so that we have a good roadmap of going over each section. Like maybe you can give us the first 25% and then, you know what I mean? And we can walk through what we liked, what we didn't like. Because the only thing I, you know, not the only thing, because I already said I didn't like the length of everything, (laughs) but one of the things that we talk about tomorrow. And this is, and honestly, Johnny, I'm just gonna throw this out the window. We already recorded the the version of I, the, our session with Iron Fist and Defenders and Punisher mm. and, <laughs> are all done. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> ir- irrelevant. It just gets kind of out of we're kind of out of whack on our timelines. But one of the, the the knocks on Danny Rand was that he's white, and that at, and a lot of people felt this is a chance for Marvel to have a little bit more. Um, diversity in in their casting, right? Like, why not do an Asian? But one of the things that Danny Rand, the reason that Danny Rand white is white is because he's a fish out of water. Is that he go? You know, he's mm-hmm. this white kid that ends up in Asia from his from a plane crash and then gets saved by these monks and then gets taught all this stuff. He's never fully accepted, 
And that was the whole thing. And then he comes home. But one of the greatest things that come out of Danny Rand being white is that him and Luke Cage become Iron Fist and Power Man. And they are like yeah. the original lethal weapon, a black guy and a white guy <laughs> being more than just friends. You know what I mean? They are brothers in, in every sense of the word. You know, and that's how Man. their relationship grows in the comic books. Their relationship grows into this. And it's it's actually a really yeah, cool thing. So. And yeah, that one was awesome I wish too. they would have had Iron Fist in it to, to start it on, on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I, I wish Luke Cage was in Iron Fist and Iron Fist was in Luke Cage, at least maybe not throughout the whole season, but at least like planting the seeds of that friendship there as opposed to being in just in the Defenders. Yeah, that'd I, been I think they kind of let they they're they're missing. Don't get that. me to talking about uh, Lethal Weapon. That's one of my favorite favorite uh, <laughs> movies. Dude, series I just watched. Ever, all, man. I just watched all three movies like three weeks ago. <laughs> I watched. I did too, man. It, me and my wife sat and watched through the first three. We didn't watch. I don't think. No, I think we watched the first two and then right. the fourth one. I don't think we missed the third one. Is there? I don't. Is there a fourth one? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah the fourth one had Jet Li in it. Yeah, I thought that was the third one. No, that's the fourth that one. That's the fourth one. Which the third one was with um, the third one was with Joe Pe- uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. No, he was in the second one and the third one. Joe Pesci's yeah. in all of them. Now, isn't my, he? now I gotta go back and watch it. Now I gotta go back and watch <laughs> them again. I know there were four of them. I know number four was with um, Chris Rock. Chris Rock was in the fourth one. I know that. Yeah, because they used to uh, they used to talk when they did the fourth one. They asked because Mel Gibson after the third one said, "I'm not doing oh, it anymore." That's right. And the fourth mm-hmm. one, he goes, "Well, how they get you do it?" He goes, "Well, they gave me bushel barrels full of money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Lethal yeah. weapon goes hard though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You guys are right. I'm wrong. Damn it. Have you guys watched the uh, the TV show? Oh, I love the TV no, show. No, I haven't seen it. No, nah, I heard. Yeah, I heard I watched good, the, Me and my wife watch it. Every I watched week. the first like five. I really loved it, and then Tafine went to visit family down in San Diego. And then when she got back, we just haven't watched it again yet. So I need to get back into it. It was really fun. I, I love those movies. There's too much good TV to watch. Dude, we seriously are like in a second golden age of television. There's we like, are. they know what they're doing now. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a good yeah. problem to have though. Oh. I, I'd rather have too much good TV than too right. little. Because it, it gives you, I mean, especially in the age of Netflix where you can binge watch. Oh, things. I love that. I love um, binge watching stuff. Yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> That that's one of the, one of the biggest be- uh, benefits to Netflix to me. Period. Is that you can binge watch. Yeah, and they don't have commercials, man. Netflix will always get my money because they don't have commercials, right? Even Hulu Absolutely. has commercials on some of their crap, but Netflix no Absolutely. commercials. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. So, Kendrick, you were saying for a synopsis yeah. like the first quarter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to that. All right. So, the show Luke Cage is kind of it takes place after Jessica Jones. Yeah, they don't they don't like go back into an origin story, even though they do flashbacks for it and. It deals with Luke Cage coming into his own as far as trying to coming out of his. I'm going to say it this way: coming out of his shell of just wanting to hide from everything. He realized that throughout the show, he realized that you know the old Spider-Man adage: you know, with great power comes great responsibility. He should use these powers to to help people that he has. And the first half of the show really deals with him coming to terms with what happened. Learning, we we learn about how he became Luke Cage. We have that awesome scene where he breaks out and he has, he's wearing the tiara and has the chains on. It's a throwback <laughs> to the old comics. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Um, and we, we, they, they built up, they build up these characters, shade and copperhead to be, you know, copperhead's the big bad and shades kind of the manipulator bad guy. And throughout the first half, you know, we, we learned that Luke Cage is, trying to be good, but he's not on the good side of the cops because he meets, you know, Miss, Missy Knight, who's an amazing character and very well done in the, in the show. 
I can't wait for season two. We're going to have her a robotic arm. So it starts out, you know, they they sleep together because she he picks her up at the bar. She picks him, or she picks him up at the bar, really, and finds out she's a detective. And then she doesn't trust him. But then she kind of does towards, towards the middle half of the season. She kind of like flips sides a little bit on him. And not going to the end of the show, you know, we we're built out to believe that Copperhead is a big bad. And they put a lot of emphasis on Mariah and Copperhead and how there's this big bad above him, you know, Diamondback that we don't meet for a long time. It's built up to be this even bigger, badder, you know, bad, bigger, bad guy. And we get to a little bit, a little past the halfway point and Mariah takes out Copperhead. And that gets us through to about, the, you, mean cotton, you mean cotton mouth, cotton mouth not Copperhead, cotton mouth. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go back and no, cha- cool. change all those copperheads that are said into cotton mouth. And we're good. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to win our bet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Copperhead before me. <laughs> That's probably why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> we have this thing. So there's this comic series we love called Copperhead. And for a long time, we tried to see who can say Copperhead before the other one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets us there. You know, Cottonmouth, I think, was a, was a great character. And uh, I think him and Shades had a good dynamic. And Shade, I, I don't know. I think Shades is one of my favorite characters in this show, to be honest. I just love that mm-hmm. actor. He's so good in everything he does. Yeah, I agree. And so if, you know, if we go, this might be jumping a little bit, but I kind of want to talk about it now because I mentioned it. When they took out Cottonmouth, and they, I didn't really like it. I mean, I understood why they did it for the show for Mariah's character and stuff. I didn't, but I, did. I liked his character so much. I didn't like them doing that to him. You know, yeah, I felt like he deserved better. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, because uh, me and Danny had talked about this before. Like, I, I, I agree with you that I wish they had have gone a different way because Cottonmouth was such a great character, especially as they went yeah. into his background as to how he became that way. Um, uh, they did a really good job with that, and Mar Marsh. Oh yeah, he did a fantastic job. Amazing actor, anyway. So I mean, um, yeah. So I mean, he he he's a he's a uh, great actor. So I I hated to see that happen, but I also know they had to, you know, because because you you can't have somebody that's having that awesome of a performance with that much depth. In order for Mariah to end up being who she ended up being. He couldn't be in the picture. Some some way, one, one way or the other, yeah. they had to get him out of the picture. Um, so I I understood why they did it. Right, I, I right. just wish they hadn't. I'm still mad. I don't look. <laughs> I just why know that the the show was amazing up until that point, and it wouldn't have been as bad if they would have let Mariah take over. You know the rain. I think if they would have let Mariah be the main bad guy for the rest of the series, then it would have been fine. But they had to bring in yeah, old, old preachy Diamondback, and dang, I missed like the him. whole show. I did. I I just couldn't stand See, it. Like every time he came on the screen, the fir- from the first time that he came on the screen, it just was like, why is this person here? I just don't get it. <laughs> He was so they, over it the was top. Like, he was so over the top. He was, he was so just, over the top. He was too comic. I mean, I know it's a comic book show, but he was too comic booky. It was just, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. I think. I mean, for 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 me, I, I agree that I I liked portions of Diamondback. The, the biggest things I liked about him were the lead up to the fact that there was somebody out there that was more of a threat. Because <laughs> I like the entire. <laughs> Yeah, show that they were building up to him. I was like, "Well, who the freak is this person?" Like, I, I really wanted to yeah. see who, who, who mm-hmm. the person was. But then once he came on scene, I was like, "Ah, <laughs> there were there were points there were points where I where I could write like there were some points where I felt like he was genuinely crazy." Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but at the, but at the same time, like I I agree. Like I think the character overall 
especially by you know by the big fight between him and Luke. I thought that was whack. I mean, that was that was really whack. I ain't gonna lie about that. Um, I, I mean, I would have rather yeah. seen fight shades or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like the way the the way they went about it's just the, the like the way that Diamondback ended up fighting was so ridiculously. I think I don't know if they should have made it look technologically more cool, or if it was just his character as a whole. But it just it didn't end up working out well. But I mean that that that's that's one of the things when I was talking about. I loved the I loved it overall, but the, that that's one of my downsides. That's definitely a big downside. See, I had a hard time. I had a hard time believing Diamondback could have run that big empire that he had. Right, that big drug yeah. guns empire. I had a hard time believing that, that dude could run that shit. <laughs> he didn't come across as smart. <laughs> no, he came across as a as a maniacal idiot. When you have somebody like Alfre Woodard portraying Black Mariah, what the hell? Why would you not see that all the way through? That would have been pretty cool. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. I would rather her fight. I'd rather her fight Luke Cage than dang on Diamondback. But she that would have been cool. Yeah, but then the way she but the way she did it, she could have stay, she could have been that person that was always one step ahead of him. And and putting th- obstacles mm-hmm. in his way every time, and they they had a perfect person, and they could have brought her into the second season, still continually to be this this antagonist. And I, I don't know, they they kind of messed up when they killed her off. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I yeah I think I think I think Diamondback was an unnecessary addition. I see what they tried to do with the story, and I understand it. But he just seemed like an, an like I agree. That's actually a good idea that Tori had. Like if, if she had a because of the way that they went with him to try to equalize and fight Luke, the fact that he's using some type of suit in order to do that, they could have had Mariah do that, and and it would have been honestly, if Mariah had done it, it would have been more dope because it's like okay, she's already at a disadvantage, but now she has a way to try to come. The fact that she has the fortitude to try to do that to fight him in the first place. You know what I'm saying? As a woman yeah. and all of that stuff, that I think yeah. that would have did way more for the story overall. I'm kind of conflicted, though, because I understand narratively, like the what they did narratively with it, with it being his brother and him, you know, teaching him how to fight and them using that flashback to kind of uh, mirror, you know, the final fight in the end and all that stuff. That was dope. I just the the Diamondback character. I mean, I think it might have it might have just been the actor that that killed it for me. But just the way that he was portrayed was just so yeah. it was just so so wrong to for it to be <laughs> you know it just it really just messed the whole series up for me see I, I i i would agree i just there were just so many other things that i loved so much about it that yeah. it didn't that it didn't it definitely took off it, t- it took points off like i when the other day i was doing a list on twitter for like my top I think five, like how I would rank the Marvel ones, and and as much as I would like to put Luke Cage higher, I like those things with the other series that have come out. Because I mean, I, I saw people talking about that in like Jessica Jones season two. I I, I love that. I, I love the second season more than the first. I'm but, not yeah. done yet. So um, don't say anything. I'm only on episode seven. I won't. But <laughs> everybody I, dies I, at the I, end. I, Although by the, time, yeah, by, the, I mean, by the time we record tomorrow's episode, which will air yesterday, I'll have watched all of it. So okay, well, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying I, I very because me and Danny had arguments more than once about Jessica Jones season one because that's yeah. like his his top one, uh, uh, his top show that Marvel does on Netflix, and I said he's obviously on drugs, and I'm not sure which ones, but you're definitely on something because <laughs> uh, it's, it's there's no freaking way that that Jessica Jones 
one is better than Daredevil two, Daredevil one, Punisher. It's not better than any of them in my head. But it was, it was though. I agree with you. See, man. It wasn't for me. So Jesse. So for me, it go, it goes Punisher, then it goes right. Daredevil season two, then it goes Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, then um, then actually Daredevil season one. Then Defenders, then um, Iron Fist. That's my order. But Iron Fist and the is reason last, that I put second to last, yeah. But the reason I put Jessica Jones season two down a little bit more is because I I, I love that character, and I thought the first season they 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 did such a good job of introducing her, and it wasn't just the season; it was the build up to it, the the marketing that went into it, the the, the mm-hmm. whole thing of her coming, you know, getting woken up and just. Kill and killing the the alarm clock that got mm-hmm. you going. I want to watch this, you know. And then you watched it. Kilgrave, the guy David Tennant yeah. who paid Kilgrave did such a great job. Yeah, but in season two, Morgan, you got to admit when they introduced the superintendent, the first thought was she's gonna fuck that dude, <laughs> and I hated it. I, look, I hated I it. And it's not because she she fucks him. Look, it's just because it was like I, so obvious. You know what I mean? That I was just like, and they made they made a beautiful <laughs> painting on the floor. Yeah, and that was even worse. I said, oh, if he dope. gets up in the, if she wakes up in the morning, she turns around and he's painting her. I almost <laughs> want to turn this off because it was just like, oh my fucking god! And then they did it. And I was like, oh please! I mean, a part of uh, me wished he was, was sketching her. He was Whatever, sketching her. You know what? No. I don't care. It, so fun fact: do, do you know who the artist was who drew those? Who drew that picture of her? No, who? So David Mack. He's also the guy who helped create Jessica Jones, who did all the covers for the old Alias oh, series, nice. and does a lot of the covers for Daredevil and that's for cool. Jessica Jones. That's, Kurt that's Comics. cool. Yeah, it was David Mack, and he was an amazing artist. It was he, just he also did a series called Kabuki. Yeah, it was just so like I just called it out as soon as it happened. Right, I'm like, oh my god, why did yeah, you do yeah, that? Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> and I just wish they would have said, you know what, let's just hold him and like eventually get together fine you know what i mean but do that in season three you know at least no, have Jessica a Jones and luke cage to supposed to get together they do get together in season one they're supposed to get married and have a baby and, and wolverine's supposed to babysit it's hilarious it's awesome oh i didn't know that yeah they have they have a baby named daniel cage who becomes captain america on one of the alternate earths nice but yeah just jessica jones and luke cage get married in the in the comics none of none of that is about to happen in these shows though you can i don't know it. bro but God damn it, know. should. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to going back to the order of shows, yeah, going back to the order of the shows, Kenrick, I, I would argue with you that, and tear me if I'm wrong, but I, I would say that Daredevil season two, only the first half is number two yeah, for you, dude, not the second half. The Punisher, that's <laughs> fucking dude is the man. I would I say your order actually goes Punisher, Daredevil season two, part yep. one, yep. or first half. <laughs> Then Jessica Jones, and then there was the second half goes somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think uh, I definitely Punisher made Daredevil season two by far. Uh, but see, oh, yeah. but yeah. see, Daredevil season one, I love Kingpin yes. like oh, no other. But see, that yeah. was that was all one of some of my favorite episodes in season two yeah. were when Kingpin and Punisher were having out, man. That oh. crap was What's the actor's name that played Kingpin? Oh my god, this. Vincent Garofalo. Yeah. The scene, the scene where Punisher went, I love him in anything. And and he was amazing as Kingpin. And the way that they told his backstory, like how Kingpin got to be who he was. Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there were clear points. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. The prison scenes were awesome. Yeah, man. It, it, Those it, were it awesome. Was, that's what I'm saying. That Daredevil, <laughs> scene, the Daredevil season two and one. The only reason I put season two over one is because Punisher's in it and, and because of that crossover between Kingpin and Punisher. 
because I thought those episodes were amazing. Luke Cage, yeah, the yeah the prison scenes were like a whole different level of great. Like that was really seriously great. With with Luke Cage, I mean, going back to Luke Cage, like I think if Diamondback hadn't came and effed it up, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I mean, for for me, for for me, like a big plus for me was in, in another. I mean, it might be petty, but. Rosaria Dawson's in Luke Cage, and well, she she's in know, most of the shows, and it's amazing. I don't care she's what awesome. Rosaria Dawson's in; it makes it better. I, I really don't care. She's such a great actress. She's so. I'm good not going to lie. Does. I got really excited because I'd watch Alexander for the first time because I I uh, I listened to Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. I don't know if you have ever listened to that, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of goes through the history, and he did the King of Kings, which is going through the Persian Empire up until they were basically demolished by Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. But for a thousand years mm-hmm. or so, the Persian Empire was the empire that Heck yeah. overthrew everybody. Yeah, and they had the craziest titles. They had the king, the king of kings, the king of the universe, the king of all kings, the king of the land, and all this crazy titles, right? <laughs> and he goes through all this stuff, and uh, so I was in, infatuated. And and Dan Carlin's podcasts are like four to six hours long. And then he did three episodes. So you're talking like 18 hours of him going through the Persian Empire. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. But anyways, so I was like, oh, I'd never watched Alexander because I'm not the biggest Mm -hmm. Colin Farrell fan. And and I don't really like Oliver Stone because once I watched JFK, I was a big Oliver Stone fan, right? And then I just realized that all the shit he lied about in that movie to, to make it this big conspiracy theory for the assassinated JFK. And it was just too much, right? Like, just take it at face value, and then if there's a conspiracy there, it, that will that will lead it out. But he made up a bunch of stuff, and I was like, oh, now I'm turned off. But anyways, he so he he did the movie Alexander the Great, right, with Colin Farrell and Angelina Jolie plays his mother, and it's all this freaky thing. And I watched it, and I, I I'm not gonna lie, I got kind of excited because Rosario Dawson's in it. Okay, I'm in. I, I have not watched that movie yet, but I tell you what, I have not watched that movie, but I bet you I'm going to watch it when we get off this podcast. All right. I'm going to start it as soon as we get <laughs> off this podcast. Yeah. So, Danny, you're, you're, you're like the second half just ruined it for yeah, you. I put, but are you excited for season two when it does come, when it finally oh yeah, delivers? I'm, I am. I, I think, um, just like y'all were saying, um, him and and Danny Rand kind of won me over in that Defender series. Um, Luke Cage and Danny Rand, their their you know differences and and you know them learning from each other and kind of you know stop um, learning to stop being jerks all the time because of each other. It was kind of dope. So I think uh, as long as I mean I'm sure it'll be dope either way. But I think if they put a little bit of Iron Fist in it, it'll, it'll be even better. Dude, I'm not kidding when I say that. Those two started their whole bromance in the seventies. They yeah. really are the original lethal mm-hmm. weapon. It's 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 kind of crazy, and and it's and it's an important friendship within the Marvel universe. And I, I just rather see them explore that, you know, in a, in a way that that just kind of lays to rest the whole thing with Danny Rand being played by I can't remember the actor's name Finn Jones. Uh, Finn Jones. Finn Jones. Some of the problems that people had, though, was that he did not look like he was and in very good shape. He couldn't fight. He looked a little roly poly. He, he really couldn't. Like the, I just think it was the the fight choreography, and I understood what they were trying to do with the different art, the different martial arts styles, and all that. But it just wasn't executed very well for yeah. somebody who's supposed to be the immortal Iron Fist. 
you know, and who's supposed to have this crazy training? It'd be like me having my my son play Ace Blade. That's and he's rough. never gotten been in a fight in his whole life. So that's, it's just that's extremely rough. I, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a nice that, that's a nice little uh, that's a little plug there for your comic. Man. I had, I like had it. to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. It's good, man. You got you, you should be doing more. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. Not, so like. We're talking about Luke Cage and Iron Fist and their whole bromance and friendship and stuff. And, like, you know, it's it's deep-seated because you think about it, you know, Luke Cage, by issue 50 of Luke Cage, it was it had, it had become Power Man and Iron Fist after 50 issues. That was yeah. – they changed the yeah. name and it became Power Man and Iron Fist to so the next That's what I'm 100 issues. About. And then, you know, other stuff after that. And but because of those two, we also got the Daughters of the Dragon, you know, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight going off and fighting together and doing stuff. And I'm excited for Misty. Th- yeah, I'm excited about yeah, that because I, I didn't I even really, know them as a team until Johnny yeah. brought them up. And I was like, oh, then I went back and, and looked at some of the old stuff. and They looked really cool. I really hope that we get a do- I really hope they give those two a show yeah. together and they don't have to call it Daughters of the Dragon. They can call it whatever they want. But if they give Misty Knight and Colin Wing their own show yeah, with their own I, like I would love story arc in the next seasons of Luke Cage and Iron Fist or something like that. I will be so happy to see that come to fruition yeah. because they've already planted the seeds for it in Defenders and in the individual shows. One thing I think I talked about on the Defenders episode we recorded months ago that's going to be up in a couple of days. <laughs> um, so if I didn't talk about it, then I'll talk about it here instead, is that I really, really hope that we get a season two of Luke Cage and a season two of Iron Fist, and then season three of both shows is Power Man and Iron Fist. That'd be cool. I really hope that they do a combined a combined third That'd be season. Cool. We don't have to have a second season of Iron Fist though at all. We can just yeah, go we can skip that. Power Man, Iron Fist. We skip all that. That's totally true. You know. Yep. Hey man, I love Iron Fist, and I want them to do a second season because I want them to fix everything and make it right. All right. But they don't have to do a second season of Luke Cage either. They could just do Pyro Man and Iron Fist. Well, they're fil- uh, Luke Cage season two is already filming. It's like mostly done. Uh, oh, I wonder how much Iron Fist is in it. I don't know, but I- Iron Fist season two is all- all- also filming too. I'm, they're filming both of them. I'm right wondering now. whether or not. Well, I mean, the only thing that piss me off is if we have uh, season two of Luke Cage and Misty still doesn't have her arm. If she doesn't have that uh, bionic arm, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay, no, she does. Got it. They've shown it in the in the um in the I think it was an entertainment. Oh well, I'm happy. Then. I'm good then. What was that magazine? Yeah, yeah, she's she's got it season two, so I'm I, it's it's good. I would I would say wait if they didn't have her arm in season two, I'd be very pissed, but they got it, so I'm happy. I think I think instead of instead of it coming from Tony Stark, it's going to come from Danny Rand. That's why. So we'll see. Yeah, that's why it came from Rand, Rand Technologies, but, which is I mean, you know, whatever. You know what? Uh, <laughs> they they still could do. I, I, I'm I'm interested to see who the villain's going to be. I, I mean, I honestly want. Gotten off of that bike. They could do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean why not? Stranger things have happened. That would be whack. That would be whack. I but I just love that character. I don't know if y'all saw Black Lightning tonight, but uh, they they did something like that on tonight's show. They brought somebody back to life already. I haven't watched that show yet because it's on. It's on. CW. Uh, uh, I think it's on C- CW. CW. And I only watch those shows like when they hit Netflix yeah. and later on. So I haven't caught up with that one yet. I know, I've I've heard I've heard some really good things it's about decent. it. Is it good? Is it's, it good? It's decent. It's, it's decent. Yeah. It's, it when I saw the previews, the it just looked it looked a little corny when I saw the preview. So I was like, man. Oh, it's definitely a little corny. I don't know. <laughs> I say. Yeah. See, I say, I, that's what I was gonna say. All all CW series are corny, and that's okay. I mean, I don't, if, it, if it if it if it comes on, if you get a show like if Lumberjacks is getting ready to get nice funded. Plug. And they're like, yo, we're going to yeah, show. Need to. And they say, we're going to put it on CW. 
If they say we're going to put it on CW, I'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll wait. It's okay. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll wait for Netflix and the Barack guys. I'm all right. right. Yeah, I like The Flash. The Flash is the best it, one. Uh, I still, like The Flash. But it's still corny, though. It is corny. It does have some cheese factor, too. Yeah, but The Flash works in the corny world, okay? The Flash works in that world because he himself is kind of corny in the comics. Yeah. That's true. Hey, hey, Johnny, guess what Guess what I ordered? What'd you order? I got. A, I ordered a shirt from Morgan. Oh, did you? Oh, you you got you got the the um the by any shirt? means necessary. Yeah, he's literally nice, literally the dopest. But nice. I appreciate it. Oh man, it <laughs> was. Cool, are you kidding? Man. He put it up on uh, was it? I think on Twitter or was it on Facebook? And I think he was up for a minute, and I was like, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciate. Oh, like oh hell nice. yeah, you can, you can rep lumberjacks here on the West yeah, Coast, man. Well, yeah, I I retweeted uh, Danny's. Uh, the one that you just did mm-hmm. for the shirts that you're selling. I had to steal mine. I was like, oh, I got to get a couple. I'm going to have to get some of these now. I had to steal mine from Morgan, though. His, uh, he was running out of the Lumberjacks ones. And I was like, um, do you have any of those two XLs left? He was like, I think the last one is gone. <laughs> I had to bribe him out of getting, out of getting one. We should all, That's awesome. We should, all four of us should be wearing one of those and take pictures and yeah. put them up on Twitter. Yeah, we'll it literally it was my last one. Hell yeah. It literally was the last one. Are you going to get more? Because we got we to gotta get Johnny one. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm a. Uh, I. I mean, I, anybody that says they want them, I can special order them. But I'm. I'm getting ready to make my second round of orders tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, you need to get on that. Nice. Twenty bucks for a two XL. You're done. Yeah, I only wear an XL, but yeah, man. I'll get one. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, you wear a two XL. It's too big. No, you know, you know, you wear a two XL. Don't be lying. Slim down. I don't. I wear an XL. I may be fat, but I'm XL fat, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when does uh, second season of Luke Cage drop? Does anybody know? Uh, later this. It's later. later. It's like I think it's. I think it's June. June. They're shooting Punisher season two right now too. Are they? Are they? This is how they get all the crossovers. Yeah, they need to do that. That Punisher. I I had to change. I almost changed up my rankings and put Punisher number one, but Jessica Jones was just. Oh my god! To me, like Jessica Jones just showed me a bunch of stuff that I'd never seen on TV before, and I really enjoyed it all. So I just uh, the character development in Jessica Jones and the Punisher are so much better than yeah, any of the other shows. Yeah, it, it is night and day. The the Daredevil is good, but Daredevil is just fun to watch. You know, that's that's my take on it. And and I'm sorry, but the the guy playing was it Foggy or Fozzie? Fo- Foggy, Foggy, I. Look, he's probably a fine actor. Man, I love Foggy. But the way they write him. Yeah, but I the love way, Foggy too, man. He's I just say, so off on a whining bitch, though. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> no, why are you lying to me? It's he like, cares fuck. about his friend, man. Come oh, on. Oh, my God. Well, care in the corner and suffer alone because that's ridiculous. I, 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 <laughs> I definitely agree that Foggy can take it too far sometimes. Pity it's, party. Party of one. Yeah, I just, I, I just think he needs to take a step back with it a little bit. Like, be there, be supportive, but you know your buddy's not going to stop. He's already proven he's not going to stop. So why, why all these roadblocks right. in the way That's and making him feel like shit? If you don't like it, stop being his buddy or so close well, about him and it. Karen just, are just given that balance. They have to be the whiny ones yeah. because you yeah. know. That's pretty Karen much it. I get. That's Karen I get because she like wants, she wants Matt Murdock to be all up inside her. So I get <laughs> that she's. Where she's at with him, you know. That's so, one way to put it. Yeah. Well, and then and he likes her, and you know, and then Electra came in, and it got all weird because they're old lovers and all that shit. Yeah. Totally get that. I get that love triangle and being all there, 
But dude, Foggy's supposed to be your boy. And your boy supports you on your on what you do on a day-to-day no matter what, you know? And I just kind of feel like he's already proven that he's not going to stop. Okay, what can I do yeah. to make things easier for you? And he doesn't. He constantly puts up roadblocks to, for him, making him feel bad. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude, calm down. You know, here's some tissue. That's how I feel about it every time. Um, what's her name from Jessica Jones? I'm, I'm not all the way through Jessica Jones, but I feel like... I'm uh, on episode 10. I feel like, um, what's her name? Trish is going to mess around and get herself killed doing all that crazy stuff. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Man, she, yeah. I think she's going to get killed. Is she, yeah, I wonder. But she, 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 she's supposed to come become Hellcat in the comics. I don't know yeah. if she, I don't know if they'll ever, they'll ever make her Hellcat in the show, but I, I bust out laughing that that one scene where she came out with the with the automatic assault rifle. She was like, "Was oh, this too much?" I was like, "Where did she even, <laughs> where did she even get that?" Like, yeah, that's a bit too much, man. <laughs> so has has anybody watched all thirteen episodes yet? Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, so Morgan, no, don't say anything because I'm on episode ten. But this is my theory. Okay. And and Danny, how far did you get to? You got past episode seven. I think right? I'm at six or seven or something like that. I'm like where, okay. where she found her mother. There's a scene. Okay, so Doctor Carl, right? Did they already find him in the uh, aquarium? Mm-hmm. Okay, and and Johnny, you saw that too, right? They found Doctor Carl yeah, in the yeah, aquarium. Yeah. Okay, and I already talked to Johnny about this last night. So there's a scene where they show Doctor Carl drinking coffee, and when he puts the mug down, there's an octopus on the on on the coffee mug. Mm-hmm. And if you know Marvel Comics, you know the octopus mm-hmm. yeah. is the signal for Hydra. Yeah. And so he's doing all this stuff. And so I'm telling John, I said, that guy's got to be Hydra, man. They got to be playing right. a bigger, a longer I game won't. with this guy. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and don't say anything, Morgan. I swear to fucking God, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> episode thir- I'm waiting for episode 13 to end with somebody saying, Hail Hydra. And if it does, I'm going to be like, I got it. I knew it. <laughs> It'll be Captain America saying it. <laughs> yeah, right. Anybody but Captain America saying it. I will it. say nothing. I promise. I don't want those problems. <laughs> I had that. I, I love it. I thought that too. I thought that too when I saw when I saw the uh, the octopus. But I was more concerned with what um, what the guy in the prison was saying. He was like, nobody knows where octopus DNA comes from or something. I was like, is that true? I got. I, I immediately went on Google and was like, is that <laughs> true about the octopus DNA? You know, nobody knowing where octopus evolved from or whatever. But uh, I'm emphatically shaking my head yes right now, wondering, did you look it up and what did it say? I couldn't find I couldn't <laughs> find any any definitive proof, but I, all, all everything I've seen supports that. And I'm like, OK, that's wow. You know, that's, but, you know, Morgan always talks aliens. about how we know less about the you know less about the oceans than we do about outer space. So, yep. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 Well, I hear that's like we're only have, like, are from outer space. Two percent of the of the Earth's oceans even actually explored. Mm-hmm. And like we have the entire well, it's, it's ocean so vast floor and deep. Well, we have the entire ocean floor mapped, but it's looking at it from a very like you're looking at it from three miles away. So we have better resolution of Mars surface yes, than we do of the ocean floor. Which I, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. There in fourth and fourth wall universe, there there'll be some uh, musings of such. <laughs> so what do you guys got going on with fourth wall? When, since we're kind of off the rails. And a little bit all over the place on this episode because I think everybody liked Luke Cage, but there was it's not as it could have been better. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's we, we've kind of I think we're kind of done with Luke Cage talking. I mean, we liked it. The only thing left to talk about for Luke Cage is the music, yeah. which yeah. I think was phenomenal. The music was um, amazing, absolutely. Yeah, we can all agree the music was great in that show. 
So I think we can what we can do here is let's go ahead and Danny and Morgan give us good. the give us the one over of like the elevator pitch for each one of your books and why people should care about their books and then where they can find those books and then we'll go move on from there. How's that sound? All right, so Danny, you go first. Oh man, okay. So which book are we talking about? Let's go. Let's go with. Uh Let's go with King Supreme first. We'll do both, do both of them. I'm going to start with King Supreme since that's the one that's coming up next. So King Supreme, if you were given the ability to have any of the powers that you ever wanted, um, that's what King Supreme is about. But the, the, the catch is everybody who gets the crown isn't necessarily a good person. So if you... If you everybody who's read Spider-Man knows with great power comes great responsibilities. But um, the thing about Spider-Man was that Peter Parker was already a good kid. So this King Supreme story, what we're doing is seeing what would happen if somebody who's not necessarily a good kid, you know, uh, inherits those powers and then, you know, takes his takes this journey into outer space to find out who he really is and how, um, you know, his decisions um, affect the, the world on a micro level or, or a macro level. And then, uh, you know, the whole universe around him in a major way, too. So, um you know, that's the next project we got going up. We, you know, we got the short story and the and the one comic that came out before with King Supreme. But this new one is a is a new king. And uh, and it's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it sounds great, man. And hey, just to let you know, if you ever need some pin or some art done, just hit me up. and I'll be happy to draw something for you. Hey, yeah, and I appreciate you for um, I saw the ace plate that you did a while back. I, I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I was yeah. a quick little sketch I did while working one day. Yeah. That's awesome. I love seeing stuff like that. All right. Tell us about Ace Blade. Oh, Ace Blade. Ace Blade, the Vegas Vigilante. So, all right. I l- I've been writing I Ace Blade. I love the name already. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not good. Writing, not good. I've been writing Ace Blade for 10 years now. And, um, like, he just keeps growing and growing and growing on me. I, there's so many comics that I that I got planned for him, but I'm trying to get through these first four books first. Like, um, I, I, I tell, like I tell everybody else, Ace Blade is kind of like my, my homage to all of the old school comics that we all used to love, the Spider-Mans and X-Men and, you know, Wolverine and all that good stuff. So there's a lot of tropes in it. You know, when you when you read the first two books, you'll, you'll see all the tropes. You know, I, I designed them to be familiar to people. Um, right off the bat so you know you, you got your standard fighter who gets in a bad situation then somebody dies and he has to decide to you know become a hero but then in these second two books in the in the series you know we kind of break away from all that and you see that everything isn't quite what it seems and um you know there are some deeper things going on he has to decide why he wants to fight and and if he wants to continue to fight and and does he have to be ace plate to do that so um you know we we're getting to the point where you know in a, in in the world where you have to to write more than what or you have to give more than just what's on the surface um and stories for them to be you know credible or for them to be any good you can't just write the the basic story you got to put something put some extra stank on it so uh <laughs> you know that's what that's what we're trying to do with ace blade we 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 put all of the effort into the first two books to make them familiar to people so that you know you can feel like okay i think i know who this character is but now we're um going into some some deeper territory to really um break ace blade away from the standard batman you know green lantern troops and all that stuff to really make ace blade his own character 
So this fourth book that's going to come out um, before the end of the year, you know, I'll finish up this this series. And then, you know, we actually got a, a short film planned for later on in a in a video game, too. So that's so awesome. Wow. I've read the first three issues of Ace Blade. Man, it's it's really good. I, 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 I was captivated by it. I read the whole th- I read each one of them nonstop. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Morgan, tell us about Lumberjacks. OK, Uh well, Lumberjacks. Uh, I just I just got done uh, finishing the origin novel for him, so I'm extremely happy about that because it's I've been working on that for a year and a half, two years, maybe even longer. Nice. Um, so it's 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 been breaking my brain for a while, and uh, I'm very glad to um, have gotten to a stopping point. So I'm excited about that. Um, the first comic, uh, which Cameron has a shirt for, uh, Lumberjacks number one by any means, um, is. It's, I, the, the crazy thing about that is uh, I had just written um, I had written a short story for Lumberjacks. When I wrote the short story, some of the content was dealing with uh, police brutality at the time, or at least Lumberjacks dealing with it. And uh, the crazy thing was, like, I finished that short story, and the day after I finished the short story is when um, Philando Castile, when that shoot happened. Oh, man. Um, so, so yeah, it, 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 dude, it, it was eerie to me, like, how, because honestly, the way that I wrote the short story, like, people will read that short story and think that I got it from that case, and I didn't. I, wrote, I finished that story before that happened. So, it, it, was, it was crazy. So, uh, there's somewhat of an homage to that in, in, the, in the comic. Um, but Lumberjacks is a character that's mainly driven. I mean, his number one thing that he's driven by is justice, equality across the board. It's not just it's not just for black people. It's not just for uh, Americans. It's, it's not just for Africans. It's for anybody in any situation. He's a person that tries to be level across the board, regardless of what the situation is. Um, and since he's so heavily driven by justice, um, he it also has a lot to do with his, his, his past and, and, and things that he's been through in the past. Um, but a large part of Lumberjacks as well is also him learning to, he has issues with, with belief in, in, in higher power and spiritual things, things that he can't see and touch tangibly. He has issues with believing and, and, and in the origin novel, you definitely find out why Danny said he has anger issues. Uh, but once you read, once you read the origin novel, you see why he has those issues. He's been through a lot. Um, and in the first comic, you kind of get to see it's, 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 it's pretty much kicking in the door to show you who he is as a person. Uh, he's a fourth wall breaker. Uh, so I mean, you'll, you'll, you're definitely going to see, uh, him speak directly to you in, in, in comic, in the, in this comic especially. Um, but in other comics, but he's also extremely, he's not the type of character that's going to give you a bunch of chances to harm people like you know what one of my favorite characters probably my favorite character go batman um but the thing that always hurt the crap out of me about batman is if if joker joker has tried to kill thousands to millions of people multiple times in your city <laughs> and every time when you could have stopped it you're like sending him somewhere like to go get out again to go torture more people like how many how many times does that have to happen you know before you stop it and Jax doesn't have that complex he's not looking to kill you immediately but if you make him kill you then oh well you know you, you, he's going to give you a decision <laughs> he's going to give you the decision to make your own you make your own decision like you know he when he if he encounters some kids that are getting gang banging that's fine i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you this time but the next time i see you out here Ain't gonna be no next time. So you know that's just the way that he goes about his business. So um, in the first comic, you definitely get to know him in that way. But it's also 
I'm also trying to cause people to think about, see things from a different perspective. That's why I titled it by any means, because by any means means different things to different people. So based on you and your experience and what you've been through in your life, by any means could mean something completely different to you. But by the end of the comic, I'm trying to make people make a decision on, okay, so what by any means mean to you and what are you going to do about it? And there's also the element of it leading to the rest of the of Lumberjack's involvement as a character that has a clear destiny ahead of him, but will he accept it? Will he grow to the point where he's able to believe in it? And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much nice. just him as a character. And the origin novel just leads, just leads up to why he why he is who he is and how he nice. got there. So where where can people find your your books on the web, guys? What website can they go to? Um, for, um, fourthwallpros.com. Everything is up on the website. Um, Morgan finally convinced me, you know, convinced us to, to make a, a website last year. And it was probably one of the best decisions we ever made as far as the business goes. Nice. Nice. Yep. I'll put, I'll put the, I'll put that link in the description down below for everybody. So check them out. Definitely. It's good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Tell me as someone who has never heard of fourth wall, what it's about and what does it entail? You mean the fourth wall, the term or, or the company? The company, the company. I understand what the fourth wall is, the term, but the company, what it means to you guys and what you're trying to do with the fourth wall. Yeah. So the fourth wall, just like the, the, you know, for those who don't know what the term, you know, breaking the fourth wall means, um, the reason I named the company fourth wall is because we make everything, uh, everything that we make is, um, you know, based off of that fourth wall. So we're, um, making media, whether it's um, TV, film, um, comics, short stories, plays, you know, everything to be consumed by a consumer to be to be viewed from the outside. And then we want um, people to be affected by what what it is that we're making. So um, just like with our comic books, people ask us all the time what, what makes our characters different. And I like to tell people it's because we, we expect our characters to grow and to change over time. We don't um, in in five years, Ace Blade isn't going to be the same Ace Blade. He's going to have learned from you know, his encounters with whoever it is and his stories, and he's going to be a better person, you know, in, in 10 years, or he's going to be a worse person. You know, the, 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 the goal is to, to change and to grow, you know, like we actually do in real life. So, um, that's, that's the main thing that, um, fourth wall is about. We're just trying to, to, to use our, our God given abilities to, um, to, to build, you know, and to tell stories that that we enjoy and that we think other people will enjoy. Well, I, I think I think also I think one of the big things is like Danny said about us us breaking the fourth wall. I think one of the ways to think about it is just you know to you know when you're breaking the fourth wall, it's either to, it's to speak to the audience or, or or to come through the medium that the audience is watching you through, and and to be able to do that. Uh, but also in a time, especially in a time that we're in right now where diversity is becoming more important, it's, be, it's being more sought after by Hollywood and by uh, by network entertainment and, um, and just people in general. You know, we're in a, uh, uh, I think in the entertainment industry, it's really a more tolerant age where people are looking for diversity. And fourth of all, one of the things that we have, uh, going for us that a lot of comic, comic companies don't have is that type of diversity. It is not that, that we're building towards it. We're starting with it. So um, I think that's another big thing that'll set that sets us apart is that we have, you know, four characters that that are that are pillars that are also black that are also connected to 
Philip, I have a Filipino character, uh, Filipino characters, um, Native American characters, char- characters that are underrepresented in the comics that are already we out there. We got white characters too. Huh? We got white characters <laughs> yeah, too. Of course. <laughs> but I'm just, but, but that, that's, but see, that's what I'm saying. That, that's a part of diversity as well. That's what I'm saying. So, but we're also able to represent yeah, people awesome. that aren't represented at all in the comics and, and not do it as a sideshow way, as, but doing it as something to put, to put forward and, and be able to build a platform on. So. You know, I think the, the biggest thing that we that we'll be able to bring to people one is because we have like ten years worth of storyline to that is directly connected to each other's characters in one way or the other, where we're crossing over. Um, we just need uh, to either rob a bank or to make bank so that we can get all of the comics done. <laughs> well, do it by making bank. Don't, I don't want to read stories, but you guys going to jail for robbing a bank to make this happen, man. Let's do it the right way. <laughs> I think we have a lot to thought about it, though, because we definitely have. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. But if you do, let me come and run Absolutely. the getaway car so I can get Absolutely. 33%. I got you. I'm going to go ahead and put that in my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's on record, man. So he's got to do it. That's a legally binding thing. So you're the fourth wall is a universe within your comic book mm-hmm. business that all the stories are in some way interconnected. Maybe not directly, but all the stories yeah. are happening in the same mm-hmm. universe. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and you'll see a oh, lot. Awesome. You'll, you see a lot of like when you read the origin novel, when you read Lumberjack's origin novel, there are characters from both Black Scorpion stories. And Ace Blade's story that are directly integral to Lumberjacks coming up as an origin. You also see the same thing in the comics. You read Ace Blade, you're going to see some Lumberjacks, some Black Scorpion. If you read Ace Blade uh, origin novel, Black Scorpion is directly in there. Black Scorpion is all in the Black Scorpion novel, Ace Blade is directly in there. But we're not doing it in happenstance ways. We're not doing it to be cute. It's an integral part of the, of the story that will continue to. You know, it, it's pretty much what what we're seeing on Netflix with the, with the way that Luke Cage is hiding the Jessica Jones. Uh, you know, like the way it's that, organic, right? Exactly, it's a, it's an organic crossover. It's not it's not something that we're doing as nice. a trope. It's not something that we're doing as a, as a gimmick. It's something that's organically built into the story to help the story evolve for both characters. You know, through that, like uh, I mean, if you read Ace Blade. You know, and once you get a chance to read Lumberjacks, once you see who they are as people, you'll see why they could also clash. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I mean, I don't even know that, that if that's a spoiler alert, but I don't think you should be surprised if Ace Blade and Lumberjacks were to have a, a run in or seven or 70. <laughs> so, so uh, but that's, it's not it's not because we're trying to, like, do that to incite people to come and watch it. It's, the, it's because they're characters. I think that's another thing that we have strong is that each one of those characters that is a pillar has a different way that they go about things, a different way that they see things. And because of that, and because they're so strongly entrenched in it, that's when those interchanges or intertwinings happen, bad or good could come from it, you know, until it happens. Well, Danny and Morgan, I appreciate you guys coming on the show tonight and talking with us about Luke Cage, talking with on our all the little tangents we go <laughs> off into, letting us, us and everybody listening know more about you guys' books. Definitely check out their books. I'll have the link in the description. And I think for tonight, we've been talking for about an hour. That's going to be a show, man. I think we're good. Yeah, I think that's a show. Because <laughs> it's it's ten o'clock our time. It's like one o'clock your time, Danny and Morgan. So I think. <laughs> hey man, listen, it's all right. I, I, I yeah, I love talking to y'all, man. So it is. And I think we're going to try to do this more often with you guys, right? We're going to try to get yeah. it into where we're doing something at least once a month with you two. 
and having it really set up. If I need I mean, to, that's, Morgan, that's if you guys want to, yeah, because we like we love you guys coming on. Man, absolutely, absolutely. So you guys I can s- actually hear us. <laughs> this is how we go roll. You want to start? You want to start? You tell me. <laughs> now you go. You go. You all go. right. All right. So you guys can hear us on everywhere. Actually, you can hear us everywhere. Podcasts are heard. Uh, if if we're not on your system, let us know and we will get on there ASAP. But as everybody else is doing, you're probably using a podcatcher on your smartphone. Just put in Spoiler Country. You'll see us. Please, please, please review us. Give us five stars. Give us 20 stars. Whatever is the rating. Give us the max because you know you love this. So just do it yeah. anyways. Who wouldn't then, love this? Who wouldn't and then love subscribe this? to us because that way you get all That's the right. new stuff. And then they can contact us where, Johnny? So we're most active on Twitter. Just spoiler underscore country. Hit us up there. You, you may get me. You may get Kenrick. If it's funny, it's me. If it's not funny, it's him. Yeah. Um, yeah. What you can dick. talk to us on Instagram. <laughs> you can talk to us on Facebook. You can email us at spoilercountry at gmail.com. We have a, a website that I'm currently working to make faster and update to look a little better. Spoilercountrypod.com. And that, yeah, that's where you can get us. You that's know, right. We're, we're everywhere. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget, expand your mind and read more. See ya.